Welcome to the Mama Truth Show, where soulful mamas embrace the whole truth of the messiness and magic of motherhood. Check us out at mamatruthshow.com. Here's your host, Amy Ehlers, the Wake Up Call Coach. Happy Mama Truth Monday, ladies. It's Amy Ehlers here, the Wake Up Call Coach and creator of the Mama Truth Circle at mamatruthcircle.com. And I am here with one of my best friends on the planet. <laughs> you are in for a treat, everybody, because I have Samantha Bennett, also known as Sam Bennett, on the line. Sam and I go way back. I've known her longer than I've known my husband, who I've known my husband now going on 17 years. And so clearly, Sam and I, if, I think we've known each other for probably maybe close to 20 years, which means we met when we were five, because we're both 25 years old, so clearly. <laughs> but I want to tell you a little bit about my friend, Sam, Sammy, Auntie Sam. She is, first of all, just one of my favorite people in the world. She is so witty. She is so funny. Her sense of humor and her brilliance and genius is absolutely astonishing. She has two best-selling books out in the world, including her new baby, Start Right Where You Are, How Little Changes Can Make a Big Difference for Overwhelmed Procrastinators, Frustrated Overachievers, and Recovering Perfectionists. Right. Hot off the presses. We are actually going to, I'm going to be um, hosting Sam at her new book reading in Emeryville, California, which is right here in the San Francisco Bay Area, on the 19th of January, um, th Thursday the 19th at the Barnes & Noble in Emeryville, like right in that Emeryville Plaza. So any of you that are listening that are local, come on down, come hang with me and Sam, watch Sam's brilliance. Every single time I'm with Sam, she drops like some golden nugget of goodness that is life-changing to me. Whether it's just like, oh, try this quick little exercise I made up last night in the shower. And then I'm like, you changed my life. Like, what do I do? Or it's a story about one of her incredible clients. Like, she's just doing so much goodness in the world. So now that I've gushed and gone on and on, hello, Sam, and welcome to the show. <laughs> hello, darling. I just realized I didn't even have, I don't even have my earbuds in. I should probably put those in. Um, uh, hi. Hi, everybody. We're not using. Whatever works for you. Yeah, right? Oh, there yeah. we go. Hi. Um, yeah. Hi, Amy. I love you so much. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Yay, you for being here. Yes, exactly. So I want to give out the website address for your book, which is startrightwhereyouare.com. And when you go to startrightwhereyouare.com, you will see not only the reading that Sam's doing this Thursday in the Bay Area, but also other readings that she's doing on the planet. Right. And um, you can buy a copy of her book. I always say buy three, one for yourself, one for a friend, and then one for like just keeping on your shelf. And then someone's over at dinner and you're like, I have the book for you. Hold on one moment. Definitely go do that. And then Sam's general website is theorganizedartist.com. Okay. Sam. We're, you know, we're titling the show today, Stop Procrastinating, Overachieving, and Being a Perfectionist. Right, mamas? Because, I mean, all of those things certainly show up in our lives as women, as human beings, and definitely as moms. So let's get into it, Sam. Tell me a little bit about your philosophy about the one degree and about like how we can just get out of all this insanity that we put ourselves through. 
Yeah, yeah. This 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 idea of a little, just a little one degree shift, like these little teeny tiny changes that we can make that aren't that big of a deal in in the in the moment, but can have huge results. Yes, because I think sometimes, I think sometimes we locate our happiness in the future, right? We think, oh well, when this happens, you know, if I get this job, or if I make this amount of money, or if I get to this goal weight, or this happens, or that happens, and you know, sometimes those things happen, and sometimes they don't, but it doesn't always make things feel better on the inside. So, so true. So right? true. Yeah. So to move our focus into the present moment, like into what's happening. When I say start right where you are, I mean, yeah. right now. I mean, yeah. today, this very second, not like later this afternoon, like today, yeah. <laughs> right now. Yeah. And, and that means, so what does that mean? That means we're changing our mind. We're changing that the only thing we really have control over, which is what we're thinking yeah. and that which our hands can touch right now, that which is right in front of us, that which is right in our sphere of influence right now. And so one, like, for example, one way to do it, cause I realize that sounds a little, that might sound a little abstract. Um, one thing I like to ask myself is, cause sometimes even the question, like, what do I want? It's like a little yeah. overwhelming to me. Like, yeah. I don't know. What do I want? I don't know. What do you want? What do you want me to want? What can I do for you? <laughs> That's really more comfortable for me. Let's talk about what I could do for you. I, I can see like all the mom's heads going, yes, exactly. Right? What I want? I don't know. What I, what I want is my children to stop asking me for all the things that they want. Right, exactly. What I want is a night, some two, 10 minutes to myself, please, ever. Right? I Exactly. So, so, so in addition to the question, what do I want? Cause that's a valuable question too, but to maybe ask yourself, how can I make this moment more me? How can I make this moment right now more me? Like just more, uh, just be more authentic, more present, more real, more, you know, this, this conversation, this email, this meal, this outfit, like, how can I just make it just a little bit more Amy, how can I make it just a little more Sam, just right now, just lean in just 1%. I'm not saying let your whole freak flag fly. I'm just saying just 1%. Like, how could you just show up just a little bit more, be just a little bit more present in your actual life right now? I love that. Well, and I think that especially when it comes to being the perfectionist, like, you know, I, I feel like I, I don't associate with being a perfectionist at all, actually. And then I realized when I became a mom that my expectation for perfection in every instance, in every situation, when it comes to my girls, that's when it showed up for me. Like yeah. so many things. It's like, I feel like when I, like, I think I over romanticized who I was before I became a mom. I'm like, oh, it's just this easygoing, adventurous gal who had her shit together and like, shit you know, had was behind, never behind the eight ball, always like got it done. It probably really wasn't like that, but in my mind, it's like the shit. No, no, Amy, no, no. I knew you then. You were this overachieving, this easygoing, <laughs> overachieving girl who totally had her shit together. <laughs> you, say, you, you were. Wasn't <laughs> it so great then that I became a mom so that I could just become a total mess all the time? I'm like, it's so good for me though, right? Because we always say here at Mama Truth Circle and on the show that motherhood is happening for us, not to us. That's right. So it's like, here it is, this thing where all of my things, that, like all the perfectionism that I had inside that was just waiting to come out, came out. Because it's like when it comes to something as important as our children, as important as our clients, as important as anybody in our lives that we love, right? then it's like we, we put these crazy expectations on ourselves. So I love this idea of just being 1% more me in the moment. Like, and, and that just for me, Sam, it just conjures up me being the best version of me. It's like in that moment, being able to be more present and saying, 
oh, what would Amy do? Like, what would I do? Yeah. It's like, well, like, what is that best version of me, that potential in me, that part of me that is brilliant and wonderful? What if I brought her to the table right now instead of trying to be the perfect mom or some abstract thing out there, but just 1% more me? I love that. Right. And it's going to be different for everybody. You know, for yeah. some people, it's going to mean being a little bit more vulnerable in that moment or making a joke that maybe you wouldn't make otherwise or... Yeah. Um, being a little more shy and a little more protective of your own heart than you might otherwise be. Like, it, it's going to be different for everybody. And I can't tell you how it's going to go, but I can tell you that it's the opposite of feeling like you're not yourself. Yeah. You know, that feeling of like, I'm not like, I, I don't feel like myself. I don't feel comfortable. Like, I don't feel like I'm allowed to be me. Yeah. Like, like shut down. I'm not really welcome here feeling. Oof. Yeah. That's a terrible feeling. So we want whatever the opposite of that feeling is, that's what we're looking for. <laughs> Yeah, well, and I mean, it's just, yeah, I know, go ahead. I'm just thinking about like, um, another phrase that goes with this, and I have a little story actually that might help illuminate this, is um, the idea, the phrase, nothing bad is happening. Mm. Nothing bad is happening. Yeah. I say this all the time. My team says it to me. Nothing bad is happening. Yeah. And what it, that phrase does for me is a couple of things. First of all, it reminds me, oh, that's right. I have a spiritual belief that says this is a benevolent universe. Oh, right. So everyone just take that in for a moment. What I mean, this is what I'm talking about when I have like that, that was such a casual comment for Sam. But like, this is what I mean. It's like, oh yeah, it is a benevolent universe. And I mean, I even did a show on that, on like how that's the most important thing that we can teach our kids is like, if they really feel like, the universe has their back. Like the universe is conspiring in our favor that, you know, like all those feelings that it's not against me. Again, it's happening for me, not to me. Right. <sighs> right. So if, I, and when it's hard to remember that is when it's most important to remember that, right? Because yes. when the, you know, when the shit hits the fan and the rubber meets the road, like this is where we start. This is not, you know, this is when our best self does not automatically get called up. Right. So to go, okay, nothing bad is happening. Therefore, what is happening? So then it causes me to get a little more precise in my language. Yeah. So if nothing bad is happening, what is happening? Yeah. Is something challenging happening? Mm -hmm. is something uncomfortable happening? Is something sad or painful happening? Is something that is not the way I would have planned it that way happening? <laughs> like, what is it that's actually happening? Um, mm. Mm. I was, one time I was traveling to New York and it was just one of those awful travel days. Like the flight got delayed. There was mechanical difficulties. There was snow. We got detoured. The, my luggage was lost. Like the whole, it was a very long day of travel. And right at the beginning of that long day of travel, I was, you know, the flight had gotten things. So now we're all in line to get rebooked, right? And nobody's in a good mood because this is not a happy occurrence. Yeah. <laughs> and this woman walks past me on a cell phone. And so I overhear her on the cell phone saying, well, our flight got canceled. This is a nightmare. Yeah. And it was so good because it like snapped me out of it. I was like, nightmare? Like, this is a nightmare? Like, yeah. look at this. Like, we're, we're indoors. We're yeah. warm. We're fed. <laughs> like, you can actually get across the country in a day. That's amazing. Like, it's yeah. not, it's, un it's unpleasant. It's unfortunate. It's not how I would have chosen to spend the day, but it is not, in fact, a nightmare. Right. And what that meant was I was like, oh, so if nothing bad is happening and this isn't a nightmare, what is happening? And I like immediately got a lot more cheerful. And when I got up to the front of the line, who was I able to be cheerful with? 
<laughs> one person behind the desk who's had everybody yelling at her for the last 45 minutes. Yeah. Right. And like for us to just like have like a, per- like a, Hey, how are you? This human, is going to come. Uh, yeah. Just a human moment. Like, so that's it. That's an, that's an opportunity to be a little bit more you, to bring a little bit more humanity to a situation that might other be kind of otherwise be kind of stressful. Yeah. And and to really look for the positive. And I don't mean, and let me just say this, because this is <laughs> I don't mean like rose-colored glasses, post-it yeah. note in the mirror, everything's yeah. good, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Like that kind of shit makes me crazy. Yeah. I don't think everything happens for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> I think everything happens. And I think we get to decide what the reasons are. Yeah. You know, but sometimes shit just happens. You know? Yeah. Sometimes. And well, yeah. And it's like the thing that that implies is if somehow we're just aligned enough and have the right vibration, then nothing quote unquote bad, nothing unpleasant is ever going to happen. Right. And guess what people, that's not how life is. That's right. We all will have loss. We all will go through grief. We will all be disappointed. We will all fail. We will all have embarrassment. We will all have, feel ashamed at times. Like we will all have the time when the flight doesn't work out. We will all have, like we, that is life. Yeah. So I feel like that, that, you know, that undercurrent of the law of attraction, which I, you know, I'm a huge Abraham Hicks, you know, law of attraction action type of person. And I know the dark side of that is that then when something shows up in your experience that you don't want to have in your experience, you can then go into blaming yourself, feeling ashamed, embarrassment, and feeling like it's not supposed to happen. Right. I just think that that is a real danger of making it out that way because that's not the human experience at all. Right. And I think it's important to to understand, yeah, that it's not like things don't happen to you because you're not thinking positively enough. Like I noticed that, you know, depressed pessimists have just as much success as <laughs> happy optimistic people. Like <laughs> They can still find love. And- they can still find love. Yep. Grumpy people get love too. Um, <laughs> but also, um, and also not to minimize, the other thing about the nothing bad is happening, I don't mean to in any way minimize the painful stuff that happens. I mean, yeah. tragic things happen, yeah. terrifying things happen, heartbreaking things happen. But I think even when we look back at our own tragedies and, and heartbreaks, we can see where the lesson is. We can see, you know, where the, like, oh, you know, I'm still upset about that. That's in my life to teach me about fragility. Yeah. That's in my life to teach me that there's some things we don't get over. That's yeah. in my life to, you know, that broke me open in a way that nothing has ever broken me open before or since. That's, again, welcome to the human experience. Yeah. Well, and I love it because like you said, it has us get really specific and present to what is happening. And so it's like, okay, nothing bad. Like we use the bad happening, the nightmare, whatever to say, like we clump it all together and put it under this umbrella called bad. Right. And it's like, let's actually distinguish out what's happening here. Oh, this is, this is breaking my heart right now. I feel crushed right now. Yeah. Is actually much more specific and allows you to be much more available to your emotion. And actually, I, I have a little exercise for this. <laughs> perfect. I had a feeling you did. <laughs> this is so perfect. Um, and it actually, it's great to do with kids too. Oh, good. Okay. So let's say something heartbreaking has happened or like you're, you're stuck in some feeling, like you're mad, you know, you shouldn't be mad, but you're mad mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, or you're jealous or, or something happened in your past that you sort of can't get past, you know, you can't get over it. Here's what you do. Make some five minute art about it. Ooh. 
make some five minute art about it. And so that might mean you get out a piece of paper and draw a picture of what that feeling, just look, what does the feeling look like? What does that feel like? Yeah. Um, it might mean you make up a little song or you do a little dance or you get out your Sculpey clay, whatever turns you on. Um, but just like get the feeling out. Mm. And what this does is two things. One is feelings just want to be felt. Yeah. Feelings just want to be felt. Yeah. And once a feeling knows it's been felt, it can get promoted and get a better job. <laughs> As opposed yes. to trying to keep those feelings locked away. Like we all know how well that works, right? Yeah, right. Trying to keep that feeling locked away. Oh no, I'm not feeling that way. I'm not feeling that way. Yeah. Right. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> so yeah. So it, it lets the feeling know it's been felt. And you may have noticed this with your kids too, that a lot of times when you just let them express their feelings, they, they, they're like, they get over it. Yeah, totally. Like, and then it's like, it never happened. Yeah. Um, that's always amazing to me. They just get up and start skipping away. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to get take care of yourself because you have feelings about their feelings. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> totally. So yeah. So the, getting the feelings out because feelings just want to be felt. And the other thing it does is it allows you to start to interact with your feelings in a different way. Mm. Like you can, like all of a sudden you, like when it's in your head, it feels very complicated and confusing. But once it's like sort of outside of you a little bit, you can start to, you can get some perspective on it. Yeah. And, and again, little tiny things, it doesn't have to be good art. You can throw it away right away. No one ever has to see it. Like it's not about making great art. Um, it's just about getting those feelings out. And I'll tell you, Ames, I had a, a woman interviewing me the other day. And she'd read the book and, you know, she got to the, make some five minute art about it exercise and was like, oh yeah, yeah, I should do that sometime. Right? Oh, that's a good exercise. I should do that sometime. Yeah. Like we all do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. The next day she had a terrible day at work. She mm. still got her day gig in addition to doing this podcast thing. Terrible, terrible, terrible day at work. Yeah. She gets home. She's so upset. She sees the book. She's like, oh, I should make some five minute art about this because I'm yeah. super duper upset. Yeah. She makes a drawing, it's just like stick figure drawing, of, but it's her kneeling in the center of the page and then everybody outside throwing rocks at her. Wow. That's how she was feeling. Wow. So first of all, just really powerful insight right there. Like, wow. Huge, yeah. Huge, just to yeah. be able to go like, man, that really hurts. Like, that's how alone I feel. That's how attacked I feel. That's how, you know, hurtful the situation is. Then from that, she got inspired to do it a, a little more. I don't know if she did a second drawing or just amended the first drawing, but she put an invisible shield over herself hmm. that she said was the love of God. Wow. So she was able to go into work the next day with a totally different mindset. Wow. Totally different way of being because she knew that whatever happened, whatever rocks they were throwing at her, she was protected by the love of God. That's incredible. Isn't that amazing? And talk oh. about tiny, one degree little shift, right? That, you know, to go from, can you imagine going to work the next day feeling like everybody's throwing rocks at you? I think we know where that career is going. Right, exactly. <laughs> and we'll see how that day is going as well and the next day and the next day and the next day. Right. And I, I'm somehow hearing the phrase, I quit. That's, yeah. that's the phrase I'm hearing. <laughs> that, that's where that would go for me, if that were me. Yeah. But walking in, I'm protected by the love of God. I'm safe. Wow. I can handle it. Wow. Where does that career trajectory go? Wow. Incredible. Art, man. It's amazing. I know. Our right brains can feel and see in ways that our left analytical brain just can't. Exactly. 
exactly. Yeah. And that's the, and that's the, that's actually sort of the ter- the third little bit is once it is out in some kind of form, other people can interact with it too. Mm. You know, mm. for her to be able to take that drawing and maybe show it to her, to her husband or her spouse or partner, or even to her boss and just go like, dude, yeah, this is how I feel, yeah. <laughs> you know, to have yeah. some, I, I was doing one of my live events, the, one of the three day events. And I had a woman get up to the mic and she goes, um, Sam, I hear you say this thing about make some art about it. And I don't know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, good question. I said, so if you were going to make up a little song about how it feels to not know what I mean, how would that go? Mm. And she goes, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> and she goes, oh, I get it. <laughs> and like the whole room fell out. Like oh, all so fell out. It was so funny. And I was so proud of her because again, that's another feeling. Yeah. Like everybody here is understanding something that I'm not understanding. Yeah. Like that's oh not a good gosh. feeling. That's right. Great. Oh my God. She was, and then we can all participate in that feeling. We're like, I've totally felt that way. I sing that song to myself all the time now. I love that. And I love that you use the example of music because it's like when you said five minute art, I was thinking, okay, it has to be like a visual thing with pencils or pens or crayons or whatever. But no, it's just getting into that right brain, whatever that is, whether it's macrame or knitting or you know, or doing a painting or doing a sketch or writing a song or making yeah, up a, make a fairy story about it, make a fairy, write a fairy tale. You could do a dance, like get a, do a whole dance concert on how you're feeling. It's great. I love it. I love it. Well, and it reminds me, Annabella, who recently had a, a, a bullying experience on her soccer team, wrote a song about it called Heal Me. And it, and it goes, heal me from the pain that drives me crazy. And I was like, I'm so blown away that you could express yourself that way and write this song and she like did the piano and everything on it and it's just it's just one of those things where I feel like our kids are naturally in tune that they can express and create art to express how they're feeling and we can learn a thing or two from them around that and continue to nurture it even when it's uncool or as they get into tween teen whatever years it's like really reminding them show me what that looks like on a piece of paper make some art about it babe you got this write a poem you know whatever it is yeah so powerful yeah and i'm so glad you said that because i can i i know people feel that like they're oh, i'm not artistic i'm not i'm not creative i'm not artistic right. first of all everyone is a creative genius mm-hmm. everyone is a creative genius not everyone is artistic in the same way that not everyone is musical but yeah. if you've ever solved a problem differently than anybody else has ever solved the problem congratulations you're a creative genius yes so that's one thing. And also, yes, remind yourself, you at one time were a small child who was very happy to draw and make songs and dance around and didn't give two figs what anybody thought. So just tap into that part again and let that part make the art. And then of course, this is, you know, for people who are in creative fields, that's what art is. Mm. Art explains our feelings to us. Mm. That's what art does. So the fact that... And I'm so not surprised because she's so great. But the, the Bella was able to take something that was hurtful to her, express it in a song, and now she's got something that can help me with my bullying. Totally. Right? Totally. That heals me. That I was like, I don't feel so alone now because I know what that feeling is. Yeah. That's what art does. Art explains uh, our feelings to us. That's so beautiful. I love that. Art explains our feeling to us. You're amazing, Sam Bennett. <sighs> okay. So let's talk a little bit about, I wanted to talk a little bit about 
procrastination because I know that that is something that you are an expert at and, and also about overachieving. I feel like we've talked a little bit about the perfectionism, but it's like, talk to me, like give us a couple, I know you have like a gazillion exercises. This is the one of the things I love about Sam's books is that you can literally open it up to any page and find an exercise that is going to change your life <laughs> and that you can do like in two seconds, like it's so brilliant. So talk to us a little bit about that and your beliefs around that and what people can do to overcome that. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Like she said, the, the chapters, they're like two page chapters. Yeah. Like it's super short. So you can like read a little bit and there's a little action step. There's a little thing for all of them. So, so getting over the, the, the overachieving and ways, I think that nothing bad is happening is great for that. Like understanding yeah. that things have their own, their own time and their own flow. Yeah. Um, you know, there's something I've been thinking a lot about this. This actually isn't in the book, but, um, but I think it's an interesting idea. It's this concept of creative dichotomies. Mm. which is what I think, what I think that is, is, is when two things seem to be opposite, yeah. but they are equally true at the same time. Mm. Like, um, we want things to be safe and comfortable and familiar. And we want things to be new and exciting and different. <laughs> and we want both of these things at the same time equally, yes. Yes. right? Yes. Um, we know that um, we need to set a goal and be relentless in the pursuit of that goal. Never say die. Do not give up. It, you know, opening night is opening night. You go, 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 go. No excuses. Yeah. And things have their own timeline and you have to surrender to the process yeah. and you're not always in charge. Like these things are equally true at the same time. Totally. You have to be totally dogged and diligent and totally relaxed and surrendered. Yeah. Right. I was just, I was just had one for mothering. It's like, I feel like all the time it's like, oh my gosh, please don't let them grow up anymore. I want them frozen at this stage. I want to just cherish every moment and simultaneously grow the fuck up. Please, God, get me out of the situation where they're relying on me for so much. Get out of my house. Get out of my house. True, you know? <laughs> Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we want to be the stern disciplinarian who really is always able to show what's right. And we want to be the fun, totally, the fun party mom. You know? no, no, I just want them to like me. Please like me. Please like me. Right. So, so, and I think we get, we get trapped in that feeling like it's got to be one or the other. Yeah. Right. Um, but to understand that, no, no, they're equally true at the same time. And the secret is actually to kind of bring them closer together. You know, like if you imagine like, um, I don't know if you ever played those magnets when you were kids, those little pigs that are magnets. And if you face them one way, they sort of resist each other. And when you do them the other way, they click. Oh. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a game from like 1830 or something. <laughs> Play with magnets. <laughs> but it's like when you have two magnets that resist each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Understanding the tension between these two ideas and bring yeah. them closer together so they start to, so there's so that there's a little more tension between them. And then I think the secret to a happy life is surfing the energy between these two things. Yeah. Right. Surfing the energy between disciplined and surrendered. Yeah. If those things are opposite. This yeah. the difference between, you know, between comfortable and uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and so getting off of this idea that there's an A plus to get. Yeah. Like quit trying to get the A plus. Yeah. Just show up and do the work. That's yeah. a C. Get a C. Show up, do the work. Show up, do the work. My faves, yeah. Right? And, and, and really, you know, ten, the word tension gets a bad rap. Like, we talk about tension like it's bad. Right. But tension is what holds up buildings. <laughs> keystone. <laughs> like, that, that's, that was an important moment for, for architecture when they developed the keystone. Um, and sexual tension, you know, think of it like sexual tension. You know, that, that makes all kinds of things happen, right? Yeah. 
So, um, and the tension between you and the life that you want, like allow it to pull you forward, allow it to energize you so that it's not about doing it perfectly. It's about doing it dynamically almost. Yeah. I right? love that. I love that. Yeah. Really imagining us surfing between it and not, again, not making it wrong, not making it wrong that I want them to grow up immediately and get out of the freaking house and stay young forever and cuddle with me forever. Right. You right. know, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You can want both at the same time. That doesn't, yeah. that's, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. And for your own individuality, your own personality too. There are those yeah. people, people are always saying to me like, oh, it's so weird that you're like this creative actor, artist person, but then you're also an Infusionsoft consultant. Like, that's so weird. And I'm like, <laughs> that's not weird. <laughs> like, like, people aren't necessarily logical and they don't always fit into boxes. You can be, you know, super sexual and kind of a prude. You can yeah. be, you know, really intelligent and also kind of dumb. At the same yeah. time. <laughs> like, so... Yeah. Yeah. Get, get interest, get inside that idea a little bit more. Yeah. Well, as we start wrapping up here, I can't believe, I mean, I, as you know, I can and do often talk to you forever. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, what I'm feeling inspired. I have the final question that I always ask all my guests, but I'm feeling inspired, Sam, for you to give our listeners a little bit of a inspiring homework assignment, so to speak. Like something that they can take with them. We are so on the same wavelength. I was just oh, yeah. thinking like, we hadn't talked about me talking about this, but I have this thing I wanted, I want to share. Okay, okay, good. Okay, so there's a, there's a thing in the book. <laughs> and when I put this in the book, Luke was like, you realize all any interviewers ever going to want to talk to you about is this section. So there's a section called Happy Grown Up Naked Time. Yes. I knew you were going to bring it up. I was waiting happy to bring grown it up. Up naked so time. Okay, good. Everyone, listen up. Mom. Listen up. Here's what happy grown up It's not yeah. as dirty as you think. Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> um, here's what happy grown up naked time is about. Take your hands and just hold, hold your own hands for a second. Mm -hmm. Just put your hands together and just notice like how your hands feel, mm. like the temperature and the strength and the texture, mm. just noticing your own hand and a little appreciation for these hands that work so hard for you. They do things for you all day long. Yeah. These wonderful dexterous hands. And maybe you've got parts that don't work as well or, you know, scars or something. Yeah. That's really all Happy Grown Up Naked Time is about. It's about taking half an hour, maybe once a week, Wednesday nights, call it, um, to just explore your own skin. Mm. You know, just to be a grown up person with a body. Mm. And whether you're alone, you know, if you have a partner, you can do it with a partner. That's great to do it with a partner. That's really fun. Um, and it can lead to sex. I'm not saying don't have sex. I'm all for sex. Um, but it doesn't have to, you yeah. know, it doesn't have to. And a lot of people can't have sex. A lot of people don't want to have sex. A lot of people are too mad and tired to have sex. Yeah. Like, it's not about that. It's just about um, whether you're alone or with somebody else, just really noticing your own skin and what makes you tickle and what makes you laugh and what parts are tender and how's it going body you know yeah. um i tell the story in the book our friend annie uh annie mcquery when she was she had a toddler and she was taking care of another toddler as sort of a take she said she charlie would get home at the end of the day and she said she felt like she was covered in sticky fingerprints yeah she had that like don't touch me i've been public property all day don't touch me yeah yeah. So, right. I think that's a familiar feeling for moms. Yeah. So, to, and that's, you know, that's sometimes that's just part of the gig. You know, you're, yes, you have toddlers crawling all over you all day. That's how that's going to feel. 
but to have some other time as well to counterbalance that, to say, yeah. okay, we're going to take some time. And it may be sexy time. It may not be sexy time, but just to be grownups. Yeah. Just to remember that I'm a woman and a person with a body. Yeah. So that's it. This is my challenge to you. Happy grown-up nugget time. Do with it what you will. But Love try it. it. Try it. Even just, even just a couple of minutes of, you know, just holding your own face even. So sweet. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Mamas, take the challenge. Take the challenge. I love it. That's a great assignment. Rob's going to be so stoked. Right. That homework <laughs> assignment. Awesome. Okay. So the final question that I'll ask you, my dear. Now, Sam doesn't have any human children, although she's one of the best aunties around and has the cutest kitties you could ever imagine. But I thought I would ask the what's messy and what's magical question about actually being a mother, so to speak, of your new book and having a book baby, as I like to call it, because there's yeah. about the writing and publishing process that is a birthing process. So tell us what's messy and what's magical about that for you. Yes. And I messy and magical, that's another good creative dichotomy, right? Yes, totally. Both at the same time. So on the one hand, I want to take a stand for the magical part of it, because yeah. I want to say writing a book for both of my books, it was easy, fun, and profitable. Wow. Like, I love the experience. It was not hard. You know, I mean, there was doing it, but, yeah. but, um, but really, it, it's been great. So if you're thinking about writing a book, I can't recommend it highly enough. Like, it's really excellent. My editor was great. Everything was great. Everything about it was great. Um, I'm like laughing over here because I'm like, I'm not sure that I had the exact same experience with both my books, but that's okay. Well, and I know a lot of people haven't. No, I know, but I, a lot of people haven't. It can be very stressful and, you know, takes up a lot of time, a lot of energy. Right. It really is like being pregnant and birthing. Not yeah. The messiness part of it, I will confess that when I was writing this book, and I, I mean, I sold this book last December and it got on and it, the release and it hit the bookstores at the end of October. Which is crazy. Crazy. So like less than 11 months from that's a good idea to in the bookstores. Wow. And um, so I wrote the book in like nine weeks. While I'm still running a business full time, holidays, my father's 75th birthday in South Carolina, like, you know, life. And I will say that the process of writing the book was not as much fun as, as writing usually is for me. And I had a lot of doubt about yeah. it. I was really uncertain. I was like, I don't really know if this concept is working. I'm not sure if the tone of this is right. I'm not really sure I'm the right person to write this book. Right. Like, I had a lot of self-doubt. And luckily, I have a business called The Organized Artist Company, and I spend all day, every day, talking to creative people about their projects. So I know enough to ignore that voice. Yeah. I know enough to say like, okay, thank you monsters out from under the bed. Yeah. Thanks for your input. Yeah. I'm just going to keep this thing going. And, you know, and I just kept thinking, this is why God made editors. Yes. <laughs> like I write it. And if it's terrible, then they will write me back and they will say, Sam, this is terrible. Yes. Please make it better. <laughs> it's totally true. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because they don't want it to be bad either. Yeah. So, um, that's that. And, um, and in the end, I'm thoroughly delighted with the book and the reaction's been great. The critics have been really nice. It's oh my been God, you've gotten incredible reviews, incredible coverage in national magazines. Reader Di Reader's Digest made this like slideshow about tips from the book. And then you have, um, which magazine was it? Self, Self Magazine. Self magazine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, a two-page spread in Self Magazine featuring Sam's work. Incredible. It's a beautiful book. So mamas, please run, do not walk. Go and pick up copies of this book. You can go to start 
rightwhereyouare.com to find out more. If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, come hang out with me and Sam on Thursday night, 7 p.m. at the Barnes & Noble in Emeryville in that little mall there. It's going to be so fun. Um, I just had an invite to a whole bunch of our mutual friends and people are going to be coming. It's going to be so fun. So come and hang out with us on Thursday if you can locally and check Sam out at theorganizedartistcompany.com. With that, mamas, until next week, keep embracing the messiness and magic of motherhood. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, mamas. Did you know that Amy has a new ebook out? It's called Sacred Self-Care for Moms, Seven Steps to Nurturing Yourself So You Can Be the Mom You Were Born to Be. And you can receive your free copy by going to sacredselfcarebook.com. That's sacredselfcarebook.com. And please don't keep the Mama Truth Show a secret. The biggest compliment you can give is to share the Mama Truth Show with your loved ones and write a review on iTunes. Until next time, keep embracing the messiness and the magic of motherhood.